I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. Hey, guys, I'm Kat. Uh, yeah, so today we have a friend of a friend of mine. Um, you know how yeah. when you meet someone that's like really good friends with one of your good friends, and it's just like kindred spirits. Like you just know you were supposed to, to meet. You got along really well. You want to hang out again. That doesn't happen all the time. Um, and that's who we have today. Her name is Tyler. We met on a boat. Well, I guess we met on the dock, but then we got on a boat. And she told me some really crazy ghost stories. And I was like, hey, we have a ghost podcast. So come on and tell us. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Tyler. Thanks. Yeah, it's really great to be here. Uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. We actually met on a haunted lake also. So it just adds to the coincidence of it. Lake Lanier. Y'all were at Lake Lanier. Which we yeah. have which we have talked about on this podcast before. And I just remember being like, I will never go there. And I was even like watching some videos that had gone viral or something on TikTok about not going to Lake Lanier. And the next day, our friend Colleen was like, Wanna go to Lake Lanier? And I was like, I guess. Am I gonna die? I said goodbye to JJ, like in case I never saw him again. <laughs> 
And you can actually check out that episode on our Patreon. So if you're listening to this and you have not subscribed to our Patreon yet, make sure to check that out. We are putting out content monthly and we're going to start putting out even more content. So yeah, check it out. It's on our first Patreon episode. So you guys did not see any ghosts at Lake Lanier though. Is that correct? Uh, no, we didn't see any. I, I actually brought some like snorkel stuff to like look in the water because I heard like arms will like grab you and stuff but, but people told me that that was fake and they were like it's actually just trees it's just trees that are underwater touching your legs so i i didn't look under yeah there's yeah. like a whole town under there there was a native i think they said there was like a graveyard underwater and they moved oh all gosh. the marked graves but they didn't remove any of the unmarked graves so that's like i heard there was an equivalent of like 20 cemeteries under there I don't know if that's like really far-fetched or what, but I think there's a significant amount. And I like, I've always kind of been ooh, with um, lake water because I, you guys know me, I'm a jump, I jump scare all the time. So I've always been scared someone would grab me from under anyways. So of course, after hearing all this before I went to Lake Lanier, I was a little bit nervous and only got in once for like five minutes. <laughs> I felt really <laughs> lame. And yeah. I kept my legs moving in case someone tried to grab me. It is spooky. Um, it would have been so good for the podcast if a ghost grabbed you and tried to pull you under. Uh, yeah, it would have been so great if I had yeah. like you know been killed at Lake Lanier. I'm sorry, guys. That that no, just happen. near death, not actual death. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Actual death. Who, who would we have interviewed? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd yeah. have to be a representative to just say what happened. It would be awful. Also, I just realized I was giving Tyler a hard time before we came on about her mic volume. And I realized that my computer volume was set on 15. So that's why I was having a hard time hearing everybody. So everybody's audio sounds great, guys. Oh. Classic Noah. <laughs> it's not really classic Noah. But. So but Tyler, what is classic Noah is uh, the question about the Believometer. Oh, that's just where I was headed, JJ. <laughs> um, so Tyler, I am really curious since this is my first time meeting you uh, and we've never spoken before, where you fall on the Believometer, with, meaning like zero, you don't believe in ghosts at all, 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Just how spooky are you? I would say um, probably a nine. Wow. Or a 10. Love that. So pretty full on in the like ghost exist camp. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily call them ghosts as much as just, just like residual energy or like. Mm -hmm. I can see why you and Kat got along so well. Yeah. Like I'm, a, uh, I do like a lot of chakra meditation and stuff. So I, I think that energy definitely moves around us. I'm also a, a Reiki person. I was just about to ask you if you've had Reiki done before, because that's been like a hot topic, get it, on our podcast lately. So, <laughs> JJ, yeah, don't actually, shake I'm, I'm a healer. I'm a level one healer. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. And, and it's also helped like change my life. Like it, I feel like, like there, I, I was so blocked off for so long and it wasn't until I did Reiki that I felt like I could really just like feel the energy, like leave my body. And I've been meditating for 10 years. And I feel like it was like the layup that I kind of needed to like help me with my healing. Um, but yeah, so I think that's kind of where I stand on like ghosts and energy. And, and so you can really feel heat leaving your hands and kind of go into somebody. Is that kind of the, the basis of Reiki? 
Um, yeah, so they call it hot hands and it's, uh, you're actually a conduit to the universal energy that's around. So the, with Reiki, the belief is that there's energy like all around us and you're just channeling that energy that the universe wants that person, the person that you're healing to have. So it runs through you and then it goes through your hands into them and, uh, you can do Reiki on um, any part of the body and it doesn't necessarily coincide with where it's going to heal. So I could put like my hands over your feet and you could feel it in your head. That's interesting. It. And I don't obviously yeah. don't want to turn this into the Reiki episode because I know we've talked about it before, but I am curious. So you said you were a level one. What's the difference between like a level one and a level, whatever the highest level is? Uh, there's three levels. So uh, level one, uh, you can heal yourself primarily, like you can start doing Reiki on yourself. I think um, level two, you start to be able to like heal other people better, I think. And then level three, you're, you can teach other people. Okay. Very so cool. I think like once you're level three, you're a Reiki master, you can teach others. Yeah. Level two, you could heal others, but can't, you can't give the, um, the hot hands to people. Mm -hmm. you can, yeah. And then level one, you're just getting started. So when you're healing someone, is this like a physical healing or like a mental healing? What kind of healing is that? I would say it's emotional like healing. I think, um, I haven't done it a ton on others, like just for like my friends and such and me, but, um, I think the, it's funny. I feel like the the most intense Reiki experiences I've had are usually with other people doing it on me. I don't mm -hmm. know. Maybe maybe I need to like practice more. I don't know. But um, I think like with Reiki, it's usually like emotional blockages in the body. So like it, you could feel like a lump in like your heart, you know, like they say like a broken heart. And then maybe when I channel that energy, it's time to like open your heart up and then release all, all of that inside of your heart. And then it just like bleeds out. And, you know, some people start like crying during it. Like it's a really big feeling of like release and like relaxation. Some people feel nothing at all. Like uh, I did uh, my first Reiki sessions. I did four every once every week. And by the fourth one, I didn't feel anything. And I was like, okay, like, I think I got enough out of like, what I like out of these sessions and now I can kind of carry on and you know when it's my destiny to come back and do it again like I'll know when I'm ready for it that's really cool that reminds me of um what's the one where they kind of have put the needles in you and that's Acupuncture. Acu yeah isn't there like a similar type of experience you can have with like tattooing uh, where they like put like oh, a needle cool. and then you like feel it somewhere else in your body? Well, no, it's so. like acupuncture, but I thought it was like purposely for like meditation purposes or like helping you connect with your like I think it's child the, soul or something like that. I think Helping. it's, I mean, Tyler, you probably know more about it than me, but I think it's like the idea is like to uh, uh, like clear like energy blockages or something within mm. your body. So, or like, like chi, I guess is like the. Yeah, the um, I haven't done acupuncture, but I have a great friend who did it, and it like cured her vertigo. And oh wow! Yeah, and she only did like three sessions, and she's like, I don't, I'm not dizzy anymore. I can drive again. Like, oh and I was like, wow, that's amazing. And I think 
there was some sort of relief. I'm not sure what it was. I think she said it was like a pressure inside of her body. So maybe it is like related to chi. Hmm. Vertigo is like no joke. I mean, that's that's not really like something that, like to my knowledge, I don't think a lot of like Western medicine practitioners can really do much to treat that. Yeah, I think they mainly just tell you like, like, oh, these are the motions you needed to do when you start feeling it. So they're like, lean to the side or lean to this other side. And then uh, it's supposed to balance you out. So it's a lot of like physical like activities to like help you balance. But yeah, there's no like magic pill that takes it away. And it's a, uh, I feel like it's actually increasingly common with like people that have bad anxiety and like mm -hmm. panic disorders. And I'm like, it'd be great thing if we could just like tell people hey acupuncture is an awesome an option that it might help with vertigo jj that's your astrology like sign that. right that's virgo and no oh, it's not. not the same thing <laughs> i know that's what i'm saying oh. also virgo is not the same as vertigo <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a vertigo right <laughs> well tyler so you've had some experiences how old were you when you had your first supernatural experience well, I think uh, this is actually the only true uh, experience I've had. Uh, and I was 16 when it happened. And after that, I just was like, I don't want to fuck with ghosts anymore. I'm over this. Because I actually uh, was, my friends were like, hey, we should go to this abandoned church. Like they're doing a bunch of construction on it. I heard it was built on like an, a Native American burial ground or and there's some sort of like unrest, like unrestful souls over there. Like, we should go check it out. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I love breaking an entry. Let's do it. I'm 16. I'm down. And uh, that was the only time I sought it out. So after that, I was done. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah that's, that's definitely sounds like the beginning of an 80s horror movie with a bunch of 16 year old kids sitting around. <laughs> it was, it felt like Stranger Things or something. Yeah, some nice synth wave music as you guys pedal over there. Well, yeah, so tell us about it. We'd love to hear all about this ghost story. Okay, so this, I, I looked back and I tried to figure out where it was exactly. And it's a church that's called uh, Beller Church. It's one of the, like the top 10 most visited churches in LA. Uh, and it, I went there, I think like 20, ugh, I don't know, I'm 30, so subtract 16, 15 years, yeah, then, um, so uh, back then they were doing this like really massive like overhaul of the church, so when we, we like drove up there, it was already ominous because it's on Mulholland Drive, like the horror movie, yeah, I was going to say, it's not a movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's also a street, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, it led up to this church, and I was like, Mulholland Drive, interesting, interesting place to park. Okay. And then um, Scooby-Doo style, we decided to split up. Oh, so, great uh, decision. Jinkies. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what you're supposed to do, right? Split <laughs> right. up when you go to a haunted church. So far, it's just been like a chain of really great decisions. Like there's this church buried on Native American ground, supposedly haunted. Let's break in, check it out. Let's split up. <laughs> I'm, I'm very yeah. invested to see where the rest of the story goes. So uh, it was five people. It was uh, me, uh, my friend Jenna, uh, my friend 
uh, Vince, Andrew, and Johnny, our driver. He was crazy. He decided to go in by himself. So uh, he went in alone. And then uh, the two boys split up. And then me and my friend Jenna decided to go on our own. Uh, and we were just, you know, going through the church. It was really dark. Uh, but when we, we all entered, we started hearing like these really creepy noises. And the only way I could describe the sound was like a cat being ripped inside out. So like, oh that is very specific. Oh, like it I'm didn't, staring at my cat right now. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like it didn't. I was like, okay, this is definitely not like, cause I had cats. So I was like, this isn't like them mating, like a mating call. Like I know what they sound like, like when they're like trying to like find you know, like a mate, and they're just like yelping. Ah! This sounded like something was in like really bad pain, and I was like, okay, either I, I was like, okay, it could be an animal, you know, but it just it sounded unreal. Like, and it also sounded just incredibly loud. So it felt like it was in the room. It was a really large room, so I'm like, okay, maybe it's just somewhere here. I'm like, ignore. So I'm like, that's fine. I can you can you give us your best impersonation of what it sounded like? Oh, no. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> like that. <laughs> like even more blood curdling. Like, yeah, definitely. Great job. That's a pretty good for a, a sound that you heard 15 years ago. <laughs> and it yeah. does sound like a cat getting ripped inside and out. Like so. dropping an octave a little. I don't know. It was bad. Okay, so I, I just, you know, I decide, whatever. It's probably just animals dying. That's fine. Just keep going. Just, it's fine, Jenna. Everything's okay. And she's like, wow, you know, this is kind of interesting. There's like, like little blue lights in these like corners of these rooms. And they were like, I feel like it was like an office almost. Like if you were to walk into an office and there's like all these little like cubes. The whole building was under construction. So I'm assuming there were going to be like rooms for the people that were like maybe living there or something. I'm like, or offices. I think it was probably like offices. So then in each of the corners of these rooms and sometimes in the center, there was just like these blue floating lights and all four of us saw them. And we were thinking it might be security cameras because we didn't want to get caught. So we were kind of tripped out about it. And so we were looking all over for these cameras and we couldn't find anything. And then we were putting our hands like over these lights, just like in each of in, in each of them, just like feeling them, like trying to see if that we could like maybe stop the light from coming. And it was kind of, a I don't know. So it was just like a strange thing that they weren't like, uh, I didn't get any like ominous energy from it, but um, I, don't think that it was a security camera. I think it was some sort of like spirit orb. That's what me and my friend thought once we left. We're like, okay, I mean, they're but they're peaceful, so that's okay. Was and this just like like a ball of light, or was it yeah. kind of like coming from like a source? It was somewhere? a ball of light in the corner of of these little offices, but not all of the offices, just a few of them. I'd say maybe like three out of the ten of them had these like blue lights in them. So I don't know. They weren't moving around. It could very well have been some sort of security camera. It was just strange because we couldn't find a light source anywhere. And this was 15 yeah. years ago. So I'm like, right. there's no good technology. 
So and I, anyway, yeah, I and like, flip phones, you know, like I couldn't even take a picture of it because like I probably would have had to pay for it or something. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I will say when Tyler first told me this story, my first thought was, oh, forever ago, Atlanta had that thing called Dialogue in the Dark, which was right next to the bodies exhibit, Atlantic Station or something. And they would lead us in a group into this room and your tour guide was blind and they would slowly dim all the lights until it was like pitch black dark. There were no light sources at all. And then they would take you on this entire journey, like through a building, but you know, they simulated it to be like a street and like you could go to a food truck and a grocery store just to see what it's like to be blind. It was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had, but they did tell us at the beginning, like you will not see any lights. You won't even see like exit lights or anything like that, but you're, you'll notice that you'll start seeing like purple and blue lights because your brain just can't really register all of a sudden not having vision. And so it'll create kind of light sources like that. So that's the first thing I brought up with Tyler and she was like, okay, I, I like that, but also we all have the same light source in the same spot. So that's what made me think, okay, well, it must've not been your brain because yeah, if you're all seeing in the same spot and was was the light like like projected onto like a wall or was it literally just kind of like floating in the middle of the room um so it looked like it was floating in a corner would be like the best way to describe it like it looked like an actual like if you were to take a basketball of light and put it in the corner of a room that's what it looked like so it was that big it was pretty big Oh my gosh. And could you like stick your yeah. hand through it or? Yeah, we did. We were like sticking our hands through it because we were just like, what even is this thing? And we were trying to jump up like to like cover it to like see if it would like go away and it didn't. So it was just really confusing, but that's not even the scary part. So th that was good vibes. You know, I had good vibes. I was like, that's fine. You know, there's this cat screaming in the background some blue lights i'm not super freaked out yet so uh then we decided to like really split up where they went one direction and we went the other and uh i actually got really creeped out because um i was looking at some google images earlier and i was just like having like all these flashbacks of like these like trying to escape like after like the next thing that i saw um but uh me and my friend jenna decided to like keep walking, you know, and uh, we came by like this really big window and there was light coming through and I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful. Like you can, you know, see the moon out there, gorgeous. But then uh, we, as we kept walking, uh, we saw a ball, like a, like a man, like leaning up against this wall. And I got really freaked out and so did she. And then I put my hand like in front of her to like stop her. And she was like really, really scared. And we were both just like shaking, like looking at this figure. And, I, and it was, I think it was a shadow man because his whole body was just completely black, like head to toe. He was wearing like long pants and like, I think like a long sleeve and he was leaning up against this wall and uh, it was weird because the light was shining through the window. So you could see all the details of the room, but 
he himself was completely blacked out. And I was like, that's so weird. And so uh, me and my friend decided to like play a game with him. And I was like, if you're Vincent, you know it, clap your hands. And he didn't do anything. And I was like, if you're Andrew and you know it, clap your hands. And he was looking, and he just kept looking at me. And I knew it wasn't Johnny because Johnny was like way different body type. And I was like, oh God. And so I just put my hand up and I just wave at him. And then he just picked his hand up and he just waved at me. And then we just started screaming. And my friend Jenna ate shit on this board that was like below us. And I was like, we were just like, ah, ah, ah. And then I picked her up and I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. And we started running or what was weird was when we looked up after I picked her up, he was gone. And I was like, great, fucking great. I'm like, where is he? I'm like, I'm like, he just straight up disappeared. Like he wasn't even there and he made no sound at all. Did you clap your hands when you were saying doing that for, okay. Yeah. I wanted to get his attention. No, no. I mean, when you were telling the story, were you clapping your hands then? Oh no, no. I mean, yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. Okay. I heard a, a faint clapping of hand and i saw cat's face and it seemed like she heard it too probably my dog your dog clapping his paw from time to time yeah my dog claps yeah oh didn't you say you mentioned to me when you told the story the first time about it being like really hot or something like that actually the the story continues uh because my friends they had this like hot experience like with a ghost but okay so then like we just start running, right? We're just like, we need to get the fuck out of here. I start just running through and we're just screaming. And then we run out of the church. And then when we were running at the same time, uh, our friends are all running out at the same time too. So all the guys are running. Me and Jenna are running. We're all screaming. We're running out like a Beetlejuice Tim Burton movie. And then uh, we hop back over the fence. I could barely jump over because I was so freaked out. And I'm just like, concentrate, concentrate. And then jump over. And then I just throw up because I'm like so freaked out. Yeah. And uh, I look over at my friend and I'm like, what happened to you guys? And and, uh, my friend Andrew said that him and Vince also split up. So they all went just by themselves. And when Vince, or when uh, when Andrew was going around looking around this room, I guess when he turned around, uh, he said that, and I don't know if this is true because I didn't see it for my for myself, but I don't know. This is so. This is kind of crazy. He was like, I I was running out, or I turned around, and he said that a ghost grabbed him by his back like it was straight up looking at him in the face but then the ghost put his hands on his back and he said that the ghost was screaming in his face and burned hands like into his back and so when I saw him he showed me his back and I saw these handprints but I don't know if he was just fucking with me and like maybe his friend just like slapped him really hard on the back but it looked like if you were going to put like your hands over somebody to like, I don't know, give them a hug, maybe. 
that's like what it would that's kind of what it looked like on the back and mm. it was like kind of red like it looked like somebody smacked him really hard and oh i was God. and i was just absolutely shaking and freaked out and he was freaked out and then we all just went in the car and my friend johnny was just laughing because i guess he he was the one that drove us out there and uh he was like i told you guys it was haunted you saw what you came to see you can't be mad at me we're taking you to a place that did exactly what you know people said it was going to do and i was like just shut the fuck up johnny and just drive yeah. <laughs> that guy in the horror movie always dies like right then in that moment like something comes through the car or, right <laughs> yeah, right? Wow, yeah. and then none of us ever talked about it ever again like at all like we never like we weren't like oh yeah remember that ghost or like remember that shadow guy or remember that poltergeist like none of us ever talked about it again like we were all so freaked out i think we were like let's just forget this ever happened and just continue on with our lives i will say that like it's comforting that you were so freaked out that you threw up because so many people come on our podcast and they have these experiences and i'm like how did you not freak out and scream or cry? And they're just like, huh, I don't know. You know, I mean, stuff happens. And I'm like, that would not be my take yeah. on the situation. Like, no, this is very I, much how I would react. Most of, it was horrible. Most of them are like, oh, yeah, I woke up and a child ghost was staring at me. But I just went back to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Come on. What? <laughs> There was a black-eyed child at my door, but I just closed it and forgot about it. Yeah, so uh, when I got home, I Googled, like, Shadow Man, and it said that uh, when you see one, they follow you for the rest of your life. And I was Ooh. like... Oh, that explains what's been behind you this whole time. Yeah, they say that uh -huh. they, hide, they hide in your shadow or something. Ugh. And I was like, great, so I have a, an evil, potentially evil spirit following me all the time i'm like i mean technically all we know is that he was friendly enough to wave back and not clap it if you know you're somebody clap your hands so i mean yeah. we don't know if he's evil person yeah he didn't like he didn't you know people. chase you out and scorch your back he clearly had a problem with your friends looking looking back on it now i think maybe he was afraid of us because we started screaming and that's probably why he did Mm. so i feel like maybe i channeled like inner viking and he was just like ah and like left because i know if i was a ghost i'd want to fuck with people but i would also get so freaked out by them that i'd probably just like leave like i would dip out i don't know he was probably a vertigo that's how they act stop yeah, good one good call back so funny noah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, your jokes have gotten a lot worse ever since you became a father. <laughs> I'm just putting it out. I really leaned into the dad jokes. We also haven't recorded in like three weeks, and I feel so rusty too. We're so rusty. Um, I saw our cat is behind us, and he has moved a couple times. And I thought there was a shadow man behind me. Oh, I see him now. I didn't see. Yeah, here he is. Well, I pointed the camera down in case you got spooked by him. I want to be clear that it's an outline of a cat. Cause he's pretty creepy back there. I know. It's a little, little shadow kitty. Hi. Well, Tyler, so you, you live, um, I guess you live in Atlanta or around Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I moved there two years ago. So, so 
probably sometime soon ish this year, at least we're thinking maybe October around then we're going to go to Savannah and try to arrange a seance, uh, and a guest theater. I guess we should actually ask the guest if she's okay with that. But, um, is that something you'd be willing to, cause there's, I've already had a couple of guests reach out and say they want to go and be a part of it. We would love to have you come with us and see what happens. Oh, wow. That sounds really cool. Actually. I kind of want to go. We'll get Colleen to come too. Yeah. Um, Oh, I think she might be too scared. She is pretty scared. She's coming on next week and she's already really scared. Well, she could just sit in the audience and watch. She's so funny. I'm just like, go on, talk about your ghost story. And like, your ghost story is scarier than going on a podcast. (laughs) I know. She's like such a fearless woman, but it's so funny that this scares her so much. Yeah, well, you know, I I totally get it. Like, I actually had social anxiety for a really long time, so. Well, Tyler, did you, um, I know we weren't quite full force in the internet age back then. I mean, the internet was around, but of course it's not as easy to access it as now. But were you able to find any more information on that church? Did you confirm that there was a burial ground or anything like that? So I, I looked it up a bit in the last day or two, and I couldn't find anything about it being haunted or built on any burial ground of sorts. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't make that information public anyway, because, mm. you know, they, it's such a popular church, but, um, I did, the only thing I really confirmed was that I was there during that construction that was happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was kind of it. I, I don't know, maybe if I dug a little bit deeper, I might be able to find some, I don't know a lot of people that broke into churches back in the day, so I can't ask too many people. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I don't know. And then tell us about your one friend, Samantha, that never made it out of the church. You guys never found her. (laughs) (laughs) Samantha who? She was a bitch anyway. (laughs) Um, well, yeah, that's super spooky. Thanks for sharing that story. I don't think we've, I don't think we've really had any um, B and E ghost stories from churches. So that may be the uh, real hauntings first. Yeah, well, it kind of makes me curious, like, what kind of spirits did try to show up? Because the person that I saw, like that shadow man, he was dressed in like Western style clothes, so. It wasn't, I don't think that he was like part of that like Native American spirit. How much of that person were you able to make out? Their whole body, like, but just like a silhouette. Like it was like pure darkness while moonlight's being cast on them. And I could see the wall just fine, like and all the details on the floor. I remember everything like that's the crazy part is I can see the detail of everything else except that person. That is weird because that I mean like maybe someone was like squatting in the church which is also kind of scary (laughs) but like if you can I don't know like the the way you describe it that just makes it seem really hard to imagine it it really was like a real corporeal person you know i don't think it was a person because if they ran away they would have made a sound because 
because like there are floorboards that were like up and like there was like it was a construction site so I feel like I would have heard them ran away and like I literally the moment my friend like ate shit on the ground and I tried to help her up I looked up immediately so it was maybe like a one or two second delay and I just looked up and he wasn't there at all it was like he literally just dissipated into the air Mm. Mm. that is nice wow um you you also mentioned that like from what you read that um you know this kind of entity could like attach itself to you and follow you around have you ever had like any indication that that was happening uh so uh something kind of weird happened to me where i was in a i was taking a boxing class in college and they had us all line up against the wall and there were like maybe 50 of us and randomly the teacher he's he's kind of a spiritual person um he was just like talking and then like out of the blue he pointed at me and he said you you have a very strong guardian angel protecting you and then he just like walked away after that he didn't say anything else and i was like what (laughs) and then he just like continued talking and i was like okay (laughs) i'm like i guess i have someone protecting me and i was like that would be interesting if that person that i saw was actually looking out for me more so than like trying to trick me or hurt me in any way yeah yeah or maybe you have like some spirit looking out for you to like protect you from that whatever Uh, shadow person spirit or maybe it's like the Phantom of the Opera, like they're in love with you, but they can't quite let you see them because they're ashamed of what they look like. Oh, wow. I've never even considered that as a possibility. <laughs> That's crazy. That's definitely what it is. Right, yeah. guys? Yeah. yeah for sure. They're probably just in love with me. It's just, just for- unrequited love that they feel because... Right. I, I mean, I haven't had too many people like pass away in my life at that point that I feel like would be that sort of person looking out for me. And I was like, wow, that would be kind of interesting if like some like external entity just decided to like join my party of my life yeah. and just like be there all the time. I do um, often wonder, like we have so many like generations and generations of ancestors. There's had to have been someone that was like way more similar to who we are as a person that we'll never know about or never or never meet you know so it makes me wonder like once people pass if these energies abound like one of them is just more attached to us than well kat it's funny that you say that because you know we've had a couple mediums that have come on and they've all brought up my same grandfather you know, Mm -hmm. who I didn't know who passed away when I was like a year and a half. And I'll show you on the zoom. So I actually wear his bracelet now after finding out so much about that. That's his identification bracelet from World War Two. He was in the Air Force um, that he engraved. He was a jeweler. Uh, Yeah, so it's kind of cool. I feel like, I mean, like, I'm not super woo woo. But we've had so many people independently say that and my family has always told me that I'm a lot like him. So it's like, Oh, you know what, I'm just gonna rock this for a while yeah that's really cool and if anything like it's just made you learn more about him and want to remember him and kind of be connected in some way yeah Yeah, for sure 
Well, Tyler, before you dissipate, we do want to ask Woo! you. Um, <laughs> existence. Just, just from on the podcast. Oh, no, she's early not. into the other realm. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you have anything you wanted to promote while you're on the podcast? Any social media or projects that you have going on? Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, actually, you can check out my Instagram. Uh, I actually, I'm an artist. So I do a lot of like modern, like modern art, like weaving, geometric stuff. Uh, I like to mix in some anime and cartoon themes. So if you're interested in like looking at some of my art, uh, I'm Aqua Moon. Uh, I'm sure you guys will drop the link and you guys can see. But uh, yeah, uh, feel free to check out some of my artwork. If you like like 90s nostalgia or anything like that, you know, feel free to awesome. check it out. Awesome. Nice. And uh, also, so Colleen's coming on next week and you guys have a shared story, right? Um, yeah, but I would say it's a lot more like around her. Like, but I also know a lot of the history of Joshua Tree. Um, I know for her, it was like a very creepy experience. I also had like a lot of weird feelings, like weird vibes being there. But right. it, it like affected her like a lot more deeply. Um, well, I was gonna say if you wanted to jump back on next week, you're welcome to. Well, it's on Wednesday and you play D and D, right? Yeah, I'm, of course I, you do. I, I, I play Dungeons and Dragons. My character is actually uh, based on Paris Hilton and Lizzie Lohan. So. Oh, <laughs> I love hearing. I've only played like like once or twice, but I love hearing people talk about like what celebrity they base their character on. I didn't realize that was a thing. Like someone just recently was like, oh, I play a, um, like a, a sorcerer based on Lizzo. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I'm a rabbit, but I'm, um, I'm like a rabbit folk. So, I'm, but I'm also a thief, but I'm also makes a noble. So I'm like a rich thief. So <laughs> I have a ton of money, but I just steal because I like to. That's totally Paris. Yeah. 100 percent. thanks for inviting me on it was really fun yeah absolutely thanks, thanks for coming on super spooky story <laughs> so weird oh my god i would have died yeah i mean i just my stomach died but other than that was good <laughs> H- happy i didn't shit myself and with <laughs> yeah. that i'm noah daniels <laughs> yep. i'm jj and i'm cat <laughs>a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.